Welcome to the Financing Simplified Podcast with Anthony Venuto. If you're looking for answers to your financial questions, let Anthony and his network of friends and associates answer regular questions that regular people have about their money. Thanks for tuning in. It's time to start simplifying your finances. Welcome back to our Financing Simplified Podcast, where we're here to simplify and help make life a little bit easier for a lot of those individuals out there looking for financing, real estate advice, and today I am actually honored to uh, change some gears here on the channel and obviously with our podcast and bring in uh, someone who has a little bit different expertise than we do. Uh, so I'm going to now introduce you to Dr. Rishma Walji, uh, who I have here on Zoom. And Rishma, thank you for coming. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Uh, I know you're really busy for uh, taking this opportunity with us. Uh, I want to throw it over to you. Tell us a little bit more about what you do, the scope of your work. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me too. I'm excited about this conversation. Um, so my background is as a naturopathic doctor and PhD. I spent 20 years in fertility, actually helping people make very difficult choices about hormones, fertility, life. And then it sort of evolved. People started asking me questions about their relationships and about big decisions they had to make. And what I learned was decisions are not easy. You know, we talk about let's make the best decision, but sometimes there isn't a best decision. There's a good one and maybe a not so good one, or both are both are not so good. And we have to choose between those things. So I sort of evolved into uh, helping people make decisions under, let's call it imperfect circumstances. So that's what I'm doing now is coaching people, helping, and also writing a book on this subject. So I'm di deep into the research right now. Well, congratulations on uh, on the book. And I know when it comes to making decisions, uh, you know, from different perspectives, obviously from the real estate, the financing perspective, those are some pretty hefty, hefty decisions. And I know, like, at least from our end of the conversation, from our spectrum, is, you know, a lot of times people will come to the table and maybe it's not always about the property, right? And it's, and it could sometimes not be about the financing. It could be um, other uh, potential issues. For example, we have a, had a client not too long ago that they were looking to buy a home and they had some over two years, over a span of two years, we were working with them. And I think they've had like some marital questions and and it was like they found the right homes. They were always going right to the process, right to the end. And then at the last minute, they were backing out. And it, and we were sitting there talking about, was it the home or is it their other decisions? And what are the factors that play in? Because I know I was watching your uh, TED Talk. So, uh, you know, about like these personas and how these things play out. Maybe you can expand on that a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. This is such a great question because it comes up in so many different circumstances. Like it comes up in real estate where you're making a big purchase, a big decision, but also in fertility, like one partner wants the kid and one partner doesn't want, you know, there's all these differences between relationships. And I think the biggest piece is that most couples or relationships, they don't, uh, maybe they don't communicate well enough, but they need to be able to be on a shared vision. And I think the reason we can't communicate, it's hard to communicate, right? Like even if you both speak the same language, you come from the same background, like we have all of these other things that are in our lives, right? Like the way we grew up, the messages we hear from our parents, you know, our experiences, maybe they've had a financial problem in the past. Maybe they've had a relationship problem in the past. And so communication between partners is really, really hard. And if they they don't have a shared vision, they're not going to be able to make a decision, even if they find the perfect home. And so I think that's where it breaks down, where they're either not communicating, they're not understanding the other person's vision. 
There's another really big thing in real estate, which is risk tolerance. A lot of couples have a very different risk tolerance where one person will be a little bit more open to spending the money or buying a house that maybe needs some work and the other partner might not be. So there's a lot of things that play into that. Right. And it was interesting because off camera, we're talking a little bit about, you know, you have some background in real estate and obviously investing and stuff like that. So that's really important because I think with your expertise in making decisions and also being in the real estate world, if we can tie those two uh, together, I, I love what you said about uh, the, the difference in the uh, in the couple, right? Is one one person, we're, we're constantly in the same situation, right? Whom, like when I'm talking to a couple, you know, I have to formulate, you know, sometimes who am I trying to um, not, I don't want to say impress, but who am I trying to communicate with? Right. Cause there's the, sometimes there's the one person that grasps everything and then the other person that doesn't, they're leaning on that one person to make that decision for the couple. Right. And I think you're right. The communication is really important. That's why it's always, I guess for us, at least from our perspective, is to have both party members on the phone or in, in, in person so that we can sort of get those uh, nuances sort of figured out and also make sure that everyone feels that they're part of the journey right because i think when you isolate someone from the conversation or they're like you push them to the side they feel like they're not part of that conversation that's where i think some of the things break down but tell us you know maybe you know because of your expertise tell us you know some of the things that maybe you were experiencing during your journey through real estate through investing um, some of the things that maybe our viewers could, you know, yeah, for sure. And I want to make this really um, valuable to whoever's listening. So I tend to share personal stories a lot. And I also share science. So I'll try to do it in a succinct way. Um, but it's funny, we just went through a renovation and our, our contractors were joking that they often have to be marriage counselors where they're, you know, dealing with both partners. And, and thankfully, we communicate a lot, but we definitely have different visions. And so that's the one first thing that I want to mention. There's different types of awareness in the research. And for me, I've actually sort of categorized it differently. So I'm going to break it down really simply for you. There's three types of awareness that I talk about in my work. One is self-awareness. And that's most people know what that is, right? You need to know yourself, your personality, who you are. But I incorporate more into that. So you need to know even your subconscious beliefs, like things that you grew up with, your parents, your, you know, if you're, let's say for me, I, my parents immigrated to this country before I was born. So I grew up here, they grew up somewhere else. And when they came, like interest rates were, you know, crazy high, they were paying in the teens, right? And so their whole philosophy on buying a house and investing and all of the stuff is very, very different. But I have these messages in my head, right? Work hard, pay off your mortgage. And so these things are bound to me in a certain way. And then that also will influence how I communicate with my partner or how I make buying decisions. So the first thing is self-awareness, understanding yourself. The second thing is life awareness that no one really talks about, but I have to understand the people I'm in contact with, my partner, my kids, like I have to understand how their needs impact my decisions because I'm not making a decision by myself, right? This is a family decision. Even if it's an investment, I'm, this is, I'm using our hard earned money, right? So it's still a family decision. So understanding how that interplay comes between life and yourself. 
And then the last one that I think is actually really relevant to real estate is I call it system awareness. So in my world in healthcare, for example, if somebody doesn't know how their body works, they can't make changes. They might not really understand that, oh, a headache is means this or that. They don't know what to do about it. So if you don't understand your body, your physiology, you're not going to make progress on your healthcare. It's the same in real estate. If you don't understand finances, you don't understand interest rates, you don't understand how to get a mortgage, like these kinds of things are going to impact your ability to make that decision. So I call it system awareness. Mm -hmm. And usually there's some piece of information that you need to learn. And so, for example, when my husband and I were buying, we bought several houses now, but at the at the beginning, we both had to sort of navigate, you know, our past history and what our parents had taught us and what we know about the market and about bank rates and, you know, all of the you know types of loans we can get. Like we had to kind of understand all of that so that we could communicate and make a decision that felt comfortable to both of us. No, that's, I, you nailed the, there's so many different things that I, I'm pulling out of this conversation. It's like just picking one to really like, you know, expand on was, you know, the, the immigration story. I think uh, as a family of immigrants ourselves, it's the same concept, you know, when our parents arrived, um, those, those uh, values that they instilled in us, you know, pay down the mortgage, you know, don't spend frivolously, you know, and that came out of a different era. Now, you know, we've been privy to, you know, a relatively strong bull market in the housing market. And that's sort of predetermined or hardwired in a lot of people's minds, how real estate's supposed to work. And now we're facing, you know, some adversity right now. And a lot of people have, you know, when times are good. We're looking, you know, 100 years from now, oh my God, I'm going to have uh, this, this and this. And then the market shifts and all of a sudden we're narrow sighted and we're just looking at the, the the two steps in front of us. And I think it's it's really interesting because we're almost, we are hardwired to think like our parents as much as we don't want to sometimes, uh, to, say that, to say that gently, uh, but we're sort of built in with that. And I think you touched on it and we, I call it analysis paralysis. It's like, with information technology the way it is today, you can go online and self-learn pretty much almost anything. You can become an expert. And how does that really play in? Because sometimes people come to us with the same things, like navigating the products, the 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 lenders, the the rate, the payment, the what options I have. It's so complicated. It's like people think that you know maybe what you do or what we do is easy because we've done it for so long, but learning right that whole learning thing self-awareness knowing what you're good at and maybe what you're not good at and i know there's a lot of tips and advice especially when you're coaching um individuals you know you're helping them make those decisions what advice would you give to maybe someone who's facing some of these these challenges actually i have so many things let me let me pick one that would be really actionable um, first, I usually talk about understanding what kind of decision you have in front of you. Mm -hmm. So I have a whole uh, chart and framework. So I know if you're listening on a podcast, you can't see it. So I'm going to try to just explain there's four sort of sections. One is, do I need to drive this decision? Do I need to dream for this decision? Do I need to defer this decision? Or do I need to dive into this decision? Because I think a lot of us, we either are looking for more information or we're jumping in and then we have no idea what we're doing and we're just sort of you know, trying to keep our head above water, right? So we think about decisions as this sort of ever-evolving um, rotational thing where it's like, do, do I have enough? enough information to make the first step and then get more information later? Or do I need to defer this until I have more information? And I think this is where the realtor's job is really, really important because it's not just our parents, you know, um, 
voices that we hear in our heads, but it could be our neighbor who has an opinion on the market that maybe isn't well-educated, or it could be even just two years ago, if you look at the market, how different it was you know, versus now. So I feel like getting that information from a realtor is important, but then also knowing I've been looking at this for a long time. I've been wanting to take this step for a long time. When can I, when do I feel comfortable just jumping in? And how do I actually move from this analysis paralysis that you talk about to like actually jumping in and taking the first step and making a decision? In real estate, I think it's harder than other other decisions because you're putting your life savings down, right? It feels like a really big decision, a really big commitment, which it is. But getting into the market is so important. And, you know, sometimes people put it off for so long and they think they can time the market. And it, it's just not uh, it's not feasible to think about it forever. There's never going to be a perfect time. I, I, I was literally going to say, yeah, a lot of people uh, actually try to time the market, whatever the case may be. And my father always said it best, at least. And this is something that stuck in my mind was if you wait till you're ready to do something, you'll never do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, and, you know, on that note, I just wanted to basically, you know, for viewers, our listeners out there, tell us, uh, Rishma, where can they find you if they have more questions? Yeah, for sure. The website is the best place, livingxo.com. And if you're having trouble making a decision, I have a free download. It's five must ask questions before you make a decision, livingxo.com slash questions. Mm -hmm. I might have to put a link to that so I can give that to my clients. <laughs> <laughs> and how about Instagram? I am on Instagram too, LivingXO. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to check out. I, I really enjoyed your TED Talk. So Thank we'll you. cut it off here, but we'll, we'll be back with uh, Rishma in just a few. So we're in touch. If you're looking to find us, obviously social media, all your networks, uh, we have uh, YouTube, we have Instagram and email or our website. So we'll see you guys in a bit. Thanks a lot for watching this episode.